Hello and welcome. Episode 13 of the Sports Leadership Podcast for uh, Kevin DeShazo of Culture Wins Championships and Fieldhouse Media. I am your co-host Mark Hodgkin of New Lion. Um, and today we're going to talk about the dreaded year-end review and how to assess where you've been um, this past year, where you need to grow and where you need to evolve. And hopefully we can take a little bit of the stigma off the idea of that, that review. And there's ways to do this and ways to make sense. Um, there's, it's definitely important. I don't think we ever, we're never done growing, especially if you're in a position of leadership. You always want to be looking at how you can improve. And for a lot of our um, interns who are in the college space, you know, this is the time. We're almost done with the athletic season. Uh, we're almost done with the academic year. And uh, the, the, the reviewing and planning uh, will be, if it hasn't already started, we'll be starting very soon. And, and we want to talk a little bit about things that you can do to make that process a little bit more uh, valuable and a little bit more um, uh, fruitful for for you and your team. So with that, Kevin, um, I know you have a kind of a framework that you work through with some of the uh, the people you work with about um, leader performance and, and uh, some review questions. Um, do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think these are these are typically not fun situations. Uh, it feels like sometimes even if you had a good year, you don't look forward to having these conversations with your boss. Um, even as a boss, you may not look forward to these conversations with your team. I remember when I was in the corporate world, uh, I mean, I was, I was hitting my goal every month. It was never even in, in question. And I felt like my reviews were always negative from my boss. And really, it's because he had incredibly high expectations and he wasn't being a jerk at all. Um, he just looked, I'm never going to give anyone a perfect evaluation. But I think how we communicate these things really matters. And so we look at a, at a number of things. Um, number one, it's always good to go back to that support challenge matrix um, as we're sitting across from someone saying, look, you know, here's how we've supported you um, as a leadership team, as, as your boss. Here's how I've supported you. Um, I'm going to bring some challenge to you, that, some things that I would love to see over the next quarter, over the next year, and then saying, and how, how can I help you achieve those things? Because people will always take that challenge if they know that we are for them. Um, but a couple questions that we ask people are, you know, rate on, on a scale of zero to 100, rate your current performance versus your expectations. So how did you expect yourself to do this year? And how did you perform based on those expectations? So did you perform at, at 75% of your, of your own expectations, at 95%, at 20%? And, and why? What caused you to, to land at that number? Um, what tendencies caused you to maybe underperform? Um, if you overperformed, why did that happen? What, what caused that? Um, what do you need to perform better next year? I think for me last year, you know, I performed at about, oh, 90% of, of my expectation. And now I, I had low expectations of myself last year because we had a baby. So I didn't want to be traveling a lot. So my, my expectations were, were pretty low. I didn't do as much as I wanted, uh, but it was still a pretty good, good year for me, no, all, all things considered. So I think it's, it's good to ask your employee, your team member, how did you perform versus your own expectations? And then also share from your perspective. Here's what I expected of you. Here's where I think you performed. And then have a conversation. If, if those numbers are nowhere close, we, we probably have an issue. Um, and what is that issue? Is that a communication issue? Is, is that a self-awareness issue? Is what, what, what's causing that gap? And then another thing we look at is after you rate your, your current performance versus your, your expectations, now let's look at your current performance versus your future potential. Uh, we're all potential of, uh, we have the potential for greatness. We have the potential to do amazing things, but we're not, our potential should not be realized by age 25, by age 35. Um, I know right now at 35, I'm, I'm not really near what I'm capable of. And so I have to say, okay, 
I'm probably about 75%, maybe 70%, maybe even less of what I'm actually capable of. I'm, I'm firing on, on a lot of cylinders right now. I'm pretty happy with where I am, but I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere. I think I'm really just getting started. Right? I'm, I'm only been in the workforce for 11 years. So I, I, I know what I know. I know what I, I know. Some of the things I don't know. There's a lot that I also certainly don't know, but what is my future potential versus how I'm currently performing and what do I need to do to get to that next level? And again, for the leader, you're asking that of the person across from you, but you're also giving that answer yourself. Here's what I think you're capable of long-term. Um, here's where I think you're at on that. Uh, and there's no real wrong answer on this current performance. It's just kind of a, a, this, a, what is a self-assessment, right? What do you think you're capable of and what are you doing now? But then it's saying, and, you know, as, as a leader, what do I need to do to help you get to the next level? Because here's, in terms of your future potential, here's what the next level looks like not 20 years down the road. Here's what the next couple of years look like. How do I, how do I help you get there? What do you need to get to that next level? What kind of support and challenge do you need from me to get to that next level? Uh, and so I, I, I think those are just two really interesting and can be really powerful ways to, to approach this idea of a, of a year end evaluation again of yourself. So these are questions that leaders and individuals should be asking ourselves. Um, but it should also be questions that we're asking of our team. What are your thoughts on some of these questions and these, these ideas and how you've kind of seen this play out? Yeah, I think, I think you hit on uh, the why being a real important part of this. It's very easy to kind of evaluate. Um, you know, I like the idea of attaching a number, especially, you know, if we're in the sports business. That's kind of, uh, that ties into a lot of things we do that have kind of a, little, a scoreboard. But a lot of times the, the why is, uh, is, as they say, just as important um, in understanding, okay, here were the, the challenges and here's, you know, uh, the, the situations that maybe had my number be a little low or, you know, even maybe be a little bit high. And that, I think that is a good way to kind of pivot into the, the next, uh, the next year. And how do you, how do you get, um, get off to the right start the next year? Another thing I think I liked that you talked about was um, getting feedback about what you would need to do as a leader to help your team. And kind of curious what you would advise people who are, who are doing that. How do you, how do you get that honest feedback from, you know, employees or people who are on your team, you know, it might be difficult to kind of set it up in a way that they feel comfortable uh, being candid with, you know, feedback for their own boss. Do you have, uh, do you have some thoughts of, of how you, you would handle that? Great question. I think that how awkward that is, is indicative of your culture. And so, which is, which fully, almost fully lies at the feet of a leader, right? If, if, if your team isn't comfortable being honest with you, you have to ask yourself why. Why, if, I, if I'm telling them, hey, I want some feedback, what do you need from me? And they either shut down or they kind of beat around the bush. You have to ask yourself, why are they not comfortable being direct with me? Um, how have I responded to that in the past when someone has, has asked something of me? Um, or have I just not, again, going back to that support challenge matrix, have I been all challenged with my team and not support? So even though I'm asking, they don't think I really care that I actually do want to support them. Uh, so it's, this is admittedly tough. Um, if you've got a bad culture, it's tough to sit down and ask these questions and, and get honest feedback. And so it may be, even in this moment, saying, you know what, I've realized, like, it, I think if a leader goes first and shows some vulnerability, you know, I kind of screwed up on some things this year. I'll be honest. A lot of your success is on you. A lot of your success is on me. As your leader, I, I don't know that I fully held up my end of the bargain on that this year. I own that. I apologize. Um, I will get better next year. What, what do you need for me to be better? 
Uh, and just so laying that groundwork of humility, say, you know what, I, I wasn't perfect. And, and even if you did a great job, still saying, you know, we had a great year. You had a great year. I think you can have an even better year next year. How can I help you have a better year? Um, what, what, what kind of support do you need from me as we move into the next year? So I think just laying that foundation of, of humility, of vulnerability, owning your own issues, because they should... And I, I don't need, I don't want to use the word ideally because this this that makes it sound like it's this perfect world. But this this is how healthy cultures operate, right? Leaders know they're not perfect. They're, that that support challenge goes both ways. Um, and so if you've been operating with insecurity where people can't come and have conversations with you, then these these conversations are going to be really awkward. Um, especially if if your own boss asks you these questions about how you're leading your team, uh, it's not going to be a good conversation. So I think we, this all goes back to the kind of culture that you've created and, and it has to start with, with transparency. You know, I, I love the, the support challenge uh, matrix and, and anybody who's listening who hasn't gone through that and kind of spent some time with it, we'll put it in the show notes. And it's definitely an important thing to, to look at. Are you always, are you always challenging your people or are you always trying to be kind of, I don't know, lack of a better term, get a friend or be liked or whatever. Um, finding that balance is really one of the key things of, of managing people, in my opinion. And it's a tool that, you know, I wish I had known about 10 years ago and really see, I, I see parts of that almost daily at work now. If wondering what your thoughts are, do you, do you ever advise your, you know, leaders and the partners you work with to fill out the kind of support, put it apart for themselves and then ask their, their team, uh, how am I as a leader doing on the support challenge. I think that would be another one that could be interesting to see contrasted of where your expectations are, where you feel like you're doing, I'm bringing a ton of support, I'm bringing a ton of challenge, and then kind of seeing where, where they think you're falling. Absolutely. I think that's one of the first things we suggest leaders do after we teach that tool, because you can take that and teach it to your team in, in a few minutes. It's not, it's not that complicated, which is what we try to do with most of our tools. It's, we try to make them simple enough that an educated 13-year-old can both understand them and teach them. Because uh, leadership should not be rocket science. So uh, we always suggest after introducing that tool, hey, if you're secure in who you are as a leader, doesn't mean you're a great leader, but if you're secure in who you are, go introduce this tool to your team, uh, draw it on a whiteboard, on whatever, and then say, I'm going to leave the room for five minutes. You guys rate me. It's, it's anonymous. And then I'll, I'll come back and we'll see where we're at. Because it's a great way. Because again, we all, we tend to maybe be protectors of ourselves you know, we, we over-support ourselves and, and under-challenge. Um, we, we all think that we're great leaders, that we're liberators, that we're, we're, we're perfect on support and challenge. Um, and the reality is, is that, of course, we aren't. And so we, a great example of that, we were working with a car dealership uh, auto group up in Wisconsin. And they had, we asked in the moment, like, hey, anybody, anybody willing to do this with their team? Or we said, like, you, know, we sh- you should do this with your team. Somebody's like, I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. Right now, my, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a liberator. My team knows it. I'll do it right now. It's like, okay, great. So we draw it and he walks out. And I mean, of course, no surprise. He was a hardcore dominator, all challenge, no support. He walks, he's like, what, what are you guys talking about? You're going to call me a, you're going to embarrass me in front of this man as a dominator. Oh, (laughs) Uh, it's like, Ooh, this is not good. Okay. Maybe I do have some things to work on. So I would absolutely, as a leader, you need to give your team permission to give you feedback. If you don't, that's a re- you're, you've created a really unhealthy culture. If you can't take feedback, you've just created a culture. We're going to have a bunch of yes men, a bunch of yes women, and they're just going to do whatever you say, um, and it's going to eventually blow up. It's just not healthy. So I think you absolutely should use the support challenge matrix, and, and as you're reviewing your team, evaluating your team, have them do the same thing with you. Because the only way a team gets better is if everyone's trying to get better. 
it's not just you putting that on the team. It's saying, you know what, I've, I've got a part to do as well. Um, how do you guys think I'm doing? What did I do well this year? What, what did I not do very well? And what do you need from me in the coming year? And you gotta, you got to listen, right? I mean, it, about being defensive. I think that's one of the hardest things to do when you get feedback from, I mean, especially from people who might work for you as opposed to feedback from your boss is being able to kind of sit there, listen, take it in, not react immediately, not be defensive, not, what are you talking about? I, I, I give you support. You know, what are you talking about? I challenge you. Know, that is how you get somebody to recoil again and you might not ever get any honest feedback out of them. So that's a hard one, um, but the resist the urge to kind of feed your case or change their mind at the end of the day. That's not, that's not what this is for. Well, again, I think we have to ask ourselves and, and always be asking this question, what's it like to be on the other side of my leadership? Am I being a hypocrite? <laughs> right, am, I, am I being a leader that people should want to follow? And we have to go back to in that moment, when we're, when we're discussing that with our team, if, if they get defensive in the midst of our feedback, um, as a leader, we typically don't accept that. Like, no, 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 this is, this is reality. Um, this is, these are things you need to work on. I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm actually telling you this because I want you to get better and I want to help you get better. Same thing when it's, when it's flipped. If we, have to, we have to model that behavior because we, if we freak out and get upset when they're telling us our shortcomings, then we can't expect them to, to receive our feedback to them respectfully. You know, it, it, we, we have to model the behavior that we want as leaders. And I, I think that's just... You know, we have to have humility and say, you know, I know even if our team's performing well, there's always something as a leader I can do better. Like we, we, we can't ever get to a place to say, I'm done. I know everything. Our team is perfect. Um, we always have to be willing to learn, always be willing to take feedback um, because that journey as, as becoming a leader and a leader worth following is, is there is no destination on that, right? It's, it's a constant path that we're having to pursue every single day. Uh, and, I, and I think you know, what would a team look like if their leader actually did respond to that? Well, say, man, guys, I appreciate it. Like, these are some things I didn't even know about. You know, I, I knew some things that I wasn't doing well that I'm trying to work on, but you guys opened my eyes to some other things. I think this year is going to be really good for us. Like imagine sitting on the other side of that and be like, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. incredible. Like, who is this guy? Who is this lady? Like, man, if they, if they respond, if they're acknowledging their own issues, I mean, how, how, can, how can I be upset when they point out mine? I need to get better too. So it makes everyone, you just level up the entire program where everyone wants to own their issues and start working together um, to get better for the good of the team. Yeah. And, and, and Kevin, I know one of the things that's, that's biggest for you and, and what you do is you know, this idea of establishing culture. How do, you, how do you use time of year to kind of evaluate where people are fitting into the culture and then, uh, you know, kind of assessing where the, the culture is at whole? Yeah, I think it's the off season, so to speak, even though, of course, there is no off season in college sports. Um, but the summer is a great time to slow down and evaluate things and not just people, but evaluate the culture in general, say, OK, what what is our reality? Are we struggling with communication? Are we struggling to connect? Is it productivity? Is it gossip? Is it alignment? You know, what are what are what what's our current reality and why? What's actually causing us? Um, to be in this place we are, good or bad, what's causing us to be in this position, and say, okay, based on where we are, like, what could be? What could we be as a team? What could the next year look like? What could the next five years look like? Uh, and then establishing this plan of here's how we're actually going to be there. Like, what, what is, what could be, what will be? And this is our action plan going forward because we, if we're not communicating well, okay, great. What are the steps we're going to do to make sure our team understands how to communicate well and to put these things in place? 
Um, but I think it's just slowing down and, and reevaluating or just simply evaluating where you are right now and where you want to be and what's the gap that's causing um, the difference in where you are and, and, and where you could be. Because once the season starts, right, once August hits and, and school's back in session, culture is still being built in those times. But when stress hits, like that's when our culture is revealed. So if we're going to, if we're going to, we need to establish best practices. We need to establish these healthy behaviors over the summer um, so that when stress hits, we're ready for it. Um, and we're not being reactive uh, when it comes to, to culture that we're being proactive with that. And, I, and sometimes, you know, the tough, tough thing about leading uh, is you may have to, <laughs> When, when you're considering what the, the current state of our culture is um, and who the current state of our culture is, there, there may be people that need to move on. Uh, and, and those are tough issues and tough decisions to make. Great leaders have the courage to make those decisions because what you're actually doing is fighting for the highest good of your team and saying, we're not going to allow negativity. We're not going to allow toxic, toxic behavior to be a part of our team. We've given you know, this person three chances where, you know, we've given them a chance to, to, to clean things up um, and to change, but they're resistant and, and a resistant individual is toxic to a team culture. Um, and so in, or, in order to fight for the, for the good of our team, we've, I've got to get rid of this person uh, and then help them find another job. Uh, be honest about why you're letting them go and, and do what you can to help them. You don't want to ever just burn bridges. So, you know what, our culture is probably not the best place for you. Um, let me help you find somewhere else to go. And that's, that's a, a really tough thing but that's a great thing for your culture. Um, because if you're allowing people that are toxic to your culture to stick around, you're endorsing that behavior. Um, and it just creates division on your team. Uh, and that's a leader's job to root that out. So you know what, this is, this is what we expect. Um, if we don't live up to this, then, then we're going to have issues. And that, that's not a, that's not a, a dominator mindset, right? That's we're, we're saying these are standards where everyone can thrive. And if, and if you're going to play a role that, that actually prevents people from thriving, intentionally prevents people from thriving, that's just not something we can allow in our culture. And, so, you know, and, and part of how we look at that is we look at four things. Um, we look at your DNA, your hands, your head, and your heart. Um, DNA is just, do you fit um, into our program, into our culture? Your personality, your values, um, do you fit our, our culture? Your hands, do you, have you been given the right training? Have you been given the right support? Um, do you, do you, uh, have you been given all the tools that you need to succeed? If it's DNA or hands, then that's an issue that leadership has to fix, the leadership team. So you know what? We either need to get rid of you because you don't fit our, our, our culture um, or we need to do some work into helping you be a part of our culture because you can fit. We just need to do some work in helping you fit there clearly um, and bring some clarity to that situation. If it's hands against a leadership issue, we need to bring some coaching we need to do some training, invest in you to make sure you have what, what you need in order to succeed. Um, if it's head or heart, head is, do they connect well with people? Um, not just if it's a culture, but do they actually connect well with people? Um, do they show up and do what they need to do every day with heart? Do they have a passion for the people, a passion for the work? Are they a good teammate? Are they a good coworker? Um, if it's head and heart, those are personal issues. Um, and that person has to work on those. Now, leadership can still provide whatever support they need to make sure that that individual can, can work on that. Um, but we look at those two things. Is it a leadership issue or is it an individual issue? Um, and then create an action plan from there. And it's again saying, where do we want to be? What's our plan to actually get us there? Instead of just talking about a lot of stuff, which is typically what happens, right? We talk about all these things, talk about culture. We talk about shortcomings. We talk about issues. We talk about what, what this person needs, what that person needs. But that, that talk has to eventually turn into a plan, has to turn into action, where, where people can, can actually have, uh, be a part of an environment where they can thrive. 
Um, and talking just simply doesn't make that happen. We have to put, put a plan into action um, to create that culture intentionally, not accidentally. I like how that's balanced out uh, among, you know, the organization or the, or the leader or the supervisor and the individual. I mean, there's so many things. Um, nobody through this will feel um, the world's on either their own shoulders or somebody else's. You know, there's that buy-in of there's, there's always going to be things that I need to do to get better, but there's also, you know, things that the leader needs to provide. And that way, I think, uh, I think it's a good, uh, a good balance. So, you know, when you're going through that, people might work for you, you're not putting everything on them. And conversely, not putting everything on yourself. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and, in leadership and culture, it's a shared responsibility. Um, It's not just on the team. It's not just on the leader. But leaders define culture. But they they create an environment where everyone wants to show up. Everyone wants to do their best. Um, I was listening to the radio this morning or on on the way in. And uh, they were talking to Scott Brooks, coach of the Wizards. And and whenever you're listening to this, the Wizards just – even the series against the Celtics – um, the, the series at this point is probably over. Um, hopefully they won. Otherwise, it's going to sound terrible, but it happens. But Scott Brooks said, you know, what I noticed about our players is they, were, they finally started playing for each other. Um, and that's what I've been trying to get them all season. If they will play for the person next to them, we're capable of great things. Um, and that's, that's the job of a leader is to get people to buy into that idea is that if I'm fighting for the highest good of the person next to me, we're capable of incredible things as a team. Whether you're a sports team, a compliance department, a marketing department, overall athletics department, MBA front office. If, if I'm fighting for the highest good of the person next to me, we're capable of great things. Um, and that means that I own my role. They own their role. On down days, we pick each other up um, and we push forward to the best of our ability. Uh, and that's how we create championship culture. Great. So yeah, I think this is a, is a great framework and something that I hope, uh, I hope people who are listening can, can implement. Uh, from my own perspective, uh, my, my previous job actually didn't have a a formal review um, for several years, um, and it was actually something I was I was hoping we could do. Um, I think you know, the people to do their best, you have to have that feedback, and you have to take some time to really assess where you are and get and get the feedback from the people around you. Because uh, as again, as we've been in almost every show, it, nobody knows exactly what it's like to be across the table from them. You look at yourself in a very different way than you look at others, and you can you can see your own intentions and things that other people can't see. So understanding what it's like to be on the other side of you is always important. And, and, you know, this is just a, a great reminder and a great time to, to do it, you know, kind of in the off season and hopefully not, you know, don't let the time get away from us. Uh, the summers are tough with vacations and things like this, but encourage everybody to, to spend a little bit of time getting, getting deep into this. I love it. And, and that's the piece is that, you know, we can't create the culture we want um, on accident. We have to slow down, be intentional to say, where are we at now and where do we want to be and how do we actually get there? Um, it can be tough to slow down because we're always going, but use the summer intentionally. You have a time. Uh, make sure that you are bringing clarity around the vision, around the mission, around your people um, so that they understand where, where you're going and why. Um, if there's confusion, our team's going to lose. Right? You can't create a healthy culture around confusion. And so it's a leader's job to make sure that that clarity exists. Uh, So be intentional over the summer to do that. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 13 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us, the feedback that you give us. Um, If you're enjoying it, please give us a review and a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Find us on Twitter if you have any questions. Connect with us. Uh, We look forward to catching you guys next time.